Welcome to the Creating Your Beautiful Life podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. I'm an invisible illness warrior, kidney transplant recipient, mom to four, and life coach for people who have gone through incredible health challenges. On this podcast, I teach you how to move forward from difficulty and disappointment into joy and abundance as you take charge of creating your own beautiful life. All right, today I'm going to talk about indulging versus allowing. And this is all about emotions. So I'm going to start out with, it was kind of funny today because I, it's a busy week. It's our last week of school. And so I was coming back home after getting grocery delivery, like grocery pickup, taking my son to uh, preschool, all of the things. And I was coming back and I'd already planned that I was going to do my recording right now. And as I was sitting down, I was like, oh, somebody messaged me on Instagram. Oh, I forgot I needed to plan in this thing and contact this person. And as I was doing it, it didn't take me very long because I am pretty practiced at this, but I'm not perfect either. I realized I'm indulging right now. I am indulging in indecision because to me, it's a lot easier to just pick up my phone and answer a message than it is to put out new creative content that I've never done before. So I thought I'd start out with that because I think it's just a really good example of how we do that sometimes. So, all right, so we're gonna get going on indulging emotions versus allowing. So most of the episode is gonna be talking about indulgent emotions. Now, I don't want you to get the wrong idea that there's some emotions that are good or bad. There's just emotions that happen. So at all times of whenever you are conscious, maybe even when you're sleeping, you are having emotions because you can't turn off your thoughts. You can't turn your brain off. Maybe if you're in a deep meditative sleep or something, I mean, deep meditative state or something, but you're always having emotions. Okay, so the question is, what do you do with the emotions? So in my last podcast episode, I talked about how people will resist, avoid, or react to emotions. There's another thing that we can do with our emotions, and it kind of has to do with all of those three things combined, and that's indulge in an emotion. So that's when you keep believing the story that you're telling over and over again that is perpetuating that emotion in your body. So, and it it keeps happening until you're spinning and you just can't take it anymore. And then you need, feel like you need to do something to make the emotion stop. So indulgent emotions, they can include a ton of different emotions, but the ones that I'm gonna focus on today are confusion, which is what I was indulging in right before I sat down to record this. Overwhelm, worry, self-pity, tired. Tired can also be an emotion, and it's something that we can indulge in. Uh, Doubt, blaming, and boredom. So like I said, just a few, but there's lots of ways that you can indulge in an emotion. And I'm going to tell you how to find out if you are indulging in an emotion and to know what to do if that happens. So, and again, I want to start off with saying that this is not to make you feel bad if you are indulging in an emotion. This is not a shame thing. Like I said, I was doing it. I picked up my phone and I was already indulging. I'm not going to make myself feel bad about that. This is 
an exercise for me and for you to be able to practice some self-compassion and to get some awareness and understanding of what's happening for you. So if you need another dose of the self-compassion, go back to the previous episode I was talking about. Use this compassionately to just build up your relationship with yourself, to get to know yourself better and to really invest in your relationship with you. We invest in all different kinds of relationships in our lives, whether they're family relationships or friend relationships. This is a really good way to invest in your relationship with yourself is to understand why am I doing the things that I'm doing? And if there are things that I'm doing that aren't bringing me closer to where I want to be, how do I fix that? So here we go. So confusion, (laughs) that's the first one. So for me, I... A lot of times, like I'll write out like a little script for my podcast and I will have some pretty concrete examples and stories. And it's been a little chaotic with the last couple weeks of school, field trips and lots of concerts. And so I didn't have one written before this morning. And so my brain was like, you don't know what you're going to say. You don't know what's going to be helpful for people. Maybe people aren't going to like what you say. You don't know this whole, like, you don't know what to do. That's the confusion. And I believed it for a minute. I was like, yeah, you're right. I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what I'm going to do. So I should go do something else that I do know how to do. I do know how to check my phone. I do know how to respond to messages. I do know how to schedule people into my calendar. Those things I know how to do. So I'm just going to do that. The problem is that this is what I had scheduled for this time. And this is one way that I use in my business to create immense value, free value for people that may never, ever work with me. And so that's what I really want to be doing. So I'm just on to myself. It took me a minute, but I was looking at my phone. I was like, wait a second, we're indulging. And I'm going to go speak about indulging. So maybe this was perfect that this happened because I'm going to share it with my audience. So there we go. And confusion, that's the first one. Second one, this is one that I operated out of. I would say this was my main emotion that I felt that I didn't like for years. And that is overwhelm. Our feelings are created by our thinking. So I was indulging and thinking all of these overwhelming thoughts. Like there's just so much to do and I'm never going to get it all done. I'll never get it all done the way I want it to be done too. There's a little bit of perfectionism in there, me trying to avoid feeling bad because I was like, if I just do it perfectly enough, then there won't be any problems, but I don't know how to do it perfectly. So this is all too overwhelming. And then I tie it to how I'm not good enough and that's why I'm not doing this. And so the reason why, but it's not that I'm not good enough (laughs) to do all of the things on my list. The reason why is because that I'm not getting those things done and I'm indulging in that overwhelm is because I'm indulging in the emotions that come before the overwhelm. I'm indulging in frustration. Oh, I just can't do this perfectly. There's just so much to do. I'm There's only one of me. All of that thinking was creating frustration and helplessness, hopelessness, and then overwhelm. So I'm believing that story about my life and letting all the old storylines I've always be- I've believed before keep going on. I'm not questioning any of that. And I'm just like, okay, I'm so overwhelmed. But I guess it's time to go watch some Netflix. 
<laughs> or I guess it's time to just go change the try to change the circumstance, try to change the situation and actually not take that forward action, that one step. Um, a lot of times we do try to out act our way out of an indulgent emotion and sometimes it works. I'm going to talk about some other things. Okay. The next emotion is worry. So, um, I think that I shared on the podcast, I'm pretty sure I did, but I, my son got bit by a dog a few, like a month or two ago. And I, in the moment was, like I said, I I think that, yeah, I know that I talked about it. I'm just remembering. (laughs) So I was in the moment when it happened, I was very focused. I was in that fight or flight escalated, um, elevated nervous system state. And so I knew exactly what to do, get him the help that he needed. It ended up not being that bad, but later on, I started to indulge in some worry and it would usually happen when I was going to go to sleep at night. I would start to think about how much worse it could have been, how the dog might not have just bit his finger and just like hurt a little bit, that it could have been his face. Like it could have been so many other things. And so as I kept perpetuating that story and like, and I should have done something, I should have done this differently. I should have been having myself standing here and I should have asked and talked to my son. Like all of this should was just perpetuating that worry and not allowing me to rest. So I was indulging in the worry and then not being able to fall asleep. So again, I'll tell you a little bit about what to do when that happens. The next emotion is self-pity. So the way that, when I think this shows up for me and for a lot of my clients is when you indulge in this story of, I'm not a good enough fill in the blank, wife, mom, whatever title you have, whatever relationship title you have, Um, we think this, I'm not, I'm just not good enough. I used to think, and sometimes I still do indulge in it. Oh, my kids aren't getting a really good, um, experience because they have a mom that has gone through a lot of health challenges and I have to ask them for a lot of help and I have to rest extra and I don't get to be the mom that they need. And really it's, I have this vision of what the perfect mom does and my reality may not be meeting up with that. And so I'm just feeling a lot of pity for myself. And then I find myself at the bottom of an ice cream carton and I'm like, how did we get here? Because I was indulging in that story of I'm not good enough. And self-pity can show up in a lot of different ways, but that's just one example. Um, The next one is tired. Okay. So Like I said in the last uh, episode, when I was talking about the different ways that we relate to emotions, when you are resisting emotions over and over again, it actually takes a lot of energy to do that. And resisting the, the the emotions that are being created by whatever story you're telling yourself about a situation, that can really drain your energy. And you're doing that instead of go of taking the action of not of doing the work to not believe the story in the first place. So you keep telling the story, keep resisting feeling bad about the story, and of course you feel exhausted. It's hard work resisting all those negative emotions, okay? So I used to find this a lot when I would walk into the house and I would see clutter everywhere, <laughs> like immediately tired. And it's just this shutdown because I am indulging in that 
this is too much. I can't do all of this. So again, it can, it can create different emotions for you depending on what the scenario is, but you can indulge in tired and then do nothing when maybe you did, if you stopped resisting against those emotions, you might actually have the energy to take a step forward. Maybe not do everything perfectionists out there. I'm looking at you, but do something. Okay. Um, the next one is doubt. So I think about indulging in doubt, especially if you have made a goal. So one of the goals that I had was to run a triathlon, which I did. I don't think I've said that on the podcast, but I ran a triathlon last week. We did it with kayaking instead of swimming. And I'm going to do a whole podcast on that. But for now, we're going to talk about doubt. So say I had that goal of doing the triathlon. And then I am experiencing an obstacle on that way. And then I think that the obstacle means that I am not capable of achieving the goal. So for me, I experience pain when I've run in the past and I've been working to unlearn that pain and I've been really successful at it. But if I feel the pain again, which was one of my obstacles to running, If I start to doubt my goal, doubt myself, doubt my capability, doubt that this is what I should be doing, when I doubt my ability and indulge in that doubt, indulge in that story that maybe I'm just not meant to do this goal, it doesn't solve for the doubt. And then I don't train and then I don't get better. So, okay. We're just going to keep going. Then I'm going to, I'm going to talk about solutions. We'll get to solutions, but I just want you to see how these emotions, how you might be indulging in them, how they're showing up for you. Okay. So the next one is blaming. We've only got two more, two B's. So blaming. So this is whenever you are not taking responsibility for the emotions that you're creating. Now you start feeling, you start blaming other people for why you feel so bad And it becomes this whole like blame fest. (laughs) I used to blame my kids crying for me feeling terrible. Like if they're crying, if they're fighting, of course I feel bad about it. And then I'm blaming them for that. And then I start doing things that I don't want to be doing. Like maybe if they're fighting, like I blame them fighting for me snapping at them for me trying to solve for that problem instead of me going to work, believing and recognizing that I'm believing kids shouldn't fight and kids shouldn't cry. But the reality is that they are. (laughs) And so that's what's causing the pain is me believing that they shouldn't be doing that and me blaming them for what I think. This is not true. Like I am the one that's in charge of what I think. And when I started believing that kids should cry because they do cry, It actually helped me to start showing up better because I started questioning the story instead of indulging in that emotion. Okay, last one, boredom. Okay, I want you to think about when uh, a child, if you don't have kids, like maybe when you were a kid, but if you have kids, think about when your kids are bored and then they keep coming around. They're kind of like walking around the house, like they're so mopey, I'm bored. And then they come to you wanting to fix it. And you know you can't fix it because they are thinking thoughts like this is boring that's creating boredom for them. And the kids, like they might want to, maybe they want to play. They're like, oh, if I just play video games, then I won't be bored anymore. 
Um, and maybe it's not time to play video games. I don't know. But then that can escalate. And then they're upset because they aren't getting their boredom solved by playing video games. I mean, and I might actually, it's like boredom and confusion. Like, I don't know what to do. That's the confusion part. I'll just go play video games because then that will tell me what to do. No. What happens is, especially if you say no, and then they start to escalate because they're upset that they're not playing the video game, they've actually gotten their boredom solved for. They tried to solve for it, just not in a way that they wanted to. It's the same thing if you indulge in um, worry and you try to stop the worry by going and eating ice cream or watching Netflix. Like They're trying to solve for it too. Now they're not bored anymore, but they're in trouble because of the escalation. So what they really want is to feel connected and engaged. And if they can't figure out how to deal with that boredom, then they're going to try to get it in a way that doesn't serve them very well. Just like us. Just like you. <laughs> okay. So now you know what indulgent emotion, what emotions are indulgent. So what happens when you indulge? Okay. This is when you find yourself doing things that you don't want to be doing. So it's when you're out of alignment with where you really want to be. And you might find yourself binging Netflix. I've talked about a few of them. Skipping your workout, canceling plans with friends, eating more than what you'd planned, or maybe overscheduling yourself and not giving yourself time to breathe. We all have our favorite flavor of what we do to indulge in these emotions. So what is the solution? There's a few, but the one that I wanted to talk about today is allowing for emotions. Okay, so allowing emotions. Emotions become indulgent when you don't allow them to move through your body. I like to think about emotions as energy in motion. Your body wants to move those emotions around, but if you don't want to feel them because you're resisting, you're reacting, or you're avoiding them, then they get stuck, and then you try to find something outside of you to solve for the problem, the Netflix, the ice cream, whatever it is. So I love Corinne Crabtree's method for allowing an emotion. It's an acronym, so it's really easy to remember, and it's NOW. So the first step is to notice that you're feeling an emotion. Now, like I said, we always are feeling emotions because we're always thinking. It's always generating emotions for us. It's when you're having that escalated emotion, that worry, that boredom, confusion, any of those things. Notice that you're having an emotion. You don't even need to know what the emotion is, but if you're feeling escalated and it's feeling uncomfortable, the first thing to do is to stop and notice that it's happening. The second thing is to open up. So for me, a lot of times I will find my shoulders scrunched in when I'm resisting an emotion. So the first thing I do is physical. I'll actually open up my shoulders and roll back. And then I'll start to breathe into the emotion. Sometimes I'll put my hand on my heart, but I just start to breathe into it. And then after I've opened up to it, the last step is the W and it's the witness. And this is where I start to witness what's happening in my body. Okay. I'm feeling some tense tightness in my chest 
And then I go through and describe that emotion. And that is allowing that energy that's in motion to be able to dissipate and to do what it's supposed to, instead of stopping it up and trying to distract myself and doing something else. In the coaching world, we call these distractions, these things that we do to distract ourselves from feeling an emotion, call them a buffer. So watching Netflix could be a buffler, buffer. Overscheduling yourself could be a buffer. So as you're going through your day, notice, am I buffering a lot? Because the buffering is indulging in that emotion. So what story am I telling over and over again that I'm believing over and over again? Because that's the second thing is once you allow the emotion to have its way, to have its motion through your body, then it opens up space for your awareness to be able to say, do I even want to believe that story anymore? Is there something else that's just as true that I could believe right now that would cause me a whole lot less pain? So I like to take my clients through an exercise where I have them name what are the top three emotions that they find themselves operating out of most throughout their day. And I was doing this with somebody a few weeks ago, trying to remember, but I think like five years ago, I did this exercise and overwhelm was one of the top ones that came up for me. I just was overwhelmed by so many things in my life because I had to do them perfectly, right? I'm trying to remember what the other ones were, but I don't operate out of those anymore. So it's really nice. Now I've leaned into operating from flow and lightness. Like just some of these fun ones that feel like they're more in alignment with me than always being overwhelmed and actually not taking any action. So what are the top three emotions that you find yourself indulging in or operating out of the most during your day? How can you allow the emotion without identifying with it? How can you allow, for example, worry? Instead of thinking, I'm a worried person, how can you allow worry to be there for you without being taking on it as taking the emotion on as an identity? Because we all experience emotions. We don't, the emotions are not us, but they're a part of us because it is what is released from our brains into our body. It's our body communicating to us how it's reacting to the thoughts that we're having. (laughs) So if you still need help on doing this kind of work, if you find yourself having lots of buffers and you can't figure out, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know what the story is that I'm believing. I would love to teach you more about this. So hop on a call and I'll show you this exact method and how it can work in your life. All right, until next week, have a great one. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's get coaching together today. I hope you have a wonderful week as you take your power back on creating beauty wherever you go.